afternoon, everybody. Casey Harrison here with the State News Sports Podcast, taking you along on a frigid Friday afternoon here in the lovely college town of East Lansing, Michigan. Steven, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk a little bit about MSU basketball. Uh, we're going to get into the bowl discussion a little bit. Who deserves the Heisman? Who's going to win the nat- national title, though? That will probably be our, our main topic of the day, I think. Um, well, what, what does the future look like for MSU football? And we're, we're going to get into a whole bunch of different things. Uh, so the first thing I really wanted to talk about today um, is MSU basketball. Um, I went to practice yesterday, and it, it really looks like they've been making significant improvement. Um, they're a lot more cohesive now that they've actually had time on the practice floor. Um, being able to execute things that Izzo's been showing them in practice or on film, but not necessarily been able to wrap their mind around until you do it physically. Um, and it, it really showed because going into that Youngstown State game, I didn't know that they pull out with a win. I mean, they, they held... Right. We sat here and contemplated that they had a pretty good chance to lose, actually. Right? Yeah. I mean, oh, welcome to the show, Stephen. I forgot to introduce yeah, for, you. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Um, uh, alongside nice, Stephen it's, it's nice to be here uh, on this. Uh, yeah, on this part-time day. guest. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Um, you know what? You can do the show by yourself today. Okay. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I really didn't expect Michigan State to hold an offense that was scoring eighty a game, eighty two a game, to under sixty. I that that was a really good. Uh, performance by them, you got to give them credit. Um, they the only the only thing that they didn't really do well is they didn't block their three point shooter all that well. He he almost single handedly got them back into the game at one point. Um, but o- overall, like you you can see, Nick Ward is improving a lot. Uh, the only thing is with him, you got to have him be a little bit more conditioned. He only works in three four minute stretches before he needs the oxygen tank. Uh, he almost broke my laptop too. So, <laughs> and Nick, if you're listening to this, you break it, you buy it. Um, oh, <laughs> all joking aside, See, student athletes can't afford anything. Oh well, I'm, I'm sure he could take a little <laughs> no, bit out. I'm pretty sure if stu- we we both know the NCA sucks. So, um, oh, he's gonna be able to, go, to afford anything. He just has to go to Tom and be like, "I need a new laptop, coach." And like, oh, okay. I forgot. <laughs> oh, speaking of okay, this is a side tangent. Speaking of uh, illegal benefits, I have a story about my grandfather's wow. day. Oh my god. What? Okay, go. Go ahead. <laughs> Obviously, we have no proof of any uh, illegal benefits going on here at Michigan State, but there used to be wow. back in my grandfather's day when he was playing football here. Yeah. Hey, let, let me, like, let me set the this story, Stephen. I, I, don't, don't, I, mean, I have him. I can't just use him. But um, there's, a, there's a story he was telling me back. And I, I mean, I got no proof exactly where any of this money came from, but he was telling me back in his playing days. You know, you know, it's Snyder Phillips, right? Yeah, you have, those, played, you have all the he, mailboxes. He right played there, in '65, right? right? No, it was a little before. Okay. Um, he, uh, you know, the mailboxes at Snyder Phillips Hall. Yep. Same spot, right? They're still in the same spot. And well, he used to live in Snyder Phillips, and so, and so, so did some of the other football guys. And they come in, you know, going to check their mail, and then some days after games or during the middle of the week, envelopes, no return address, full of cash, for starters. People who had started or, you know, had a good game that weekend. Anything, you know, like what you heard with Bounty Gate with New Orleans Saints? It was sort of like that. And nobody knew where any of that money came from. My grandfather was never able to um, – he never got any said because, you know, he's a freshman at the time. So um, he, the freshmen weren't allowed to play back then. So he um, – they got 
so you said some of those other players that they they had money in it. I won't name names because I don't. I'm not just. I'm just not going to name names currently. Um, but they used to have. They come back and they check their mailboxes after games or, you know, in the middle of the week and just a wads of cash in envelopes, unmarked, no return address, nothing, just addressed to whoever was whoever's mailbox it was, just full of cash. So, uh, I don't know. It'd be an interesting thing to look into, but. I, I forgot about that story. Now that you, you know, you're talking about Nick Ward um, and breaking your laptop, obviously student athletes. I wonder if there's anything that goes on currently today. I'm sure there is across different programs. We'll never be able to prove it oh, here, at least. I'm sure until someone comes forward. But there's something that probably goes on at every school. I'm, oh, for sure. Um, that's just the the way the NCAA works, and we're not insinuating anything here. No. I, I'm not trying to say Michigan State that football or basketball or anything currently is giving out gifts because that's we have no proof of that so we're not let's let's get that out yeah, there currently yeah, no, with no, all the no, fake no. news that goes on these days let's get it out there currently we have no proof that any of these michigan state football players or basketball players or any other sports currently are receiving any sort of benefits all i know is that it happened in the 60s with i mean think about it there's no twitter no facebook nothing I mean, this thing's easily kept under wraps so I mean, and it, it happened knows, in the it could have just been fans. Happy, happy to, yeah, exactly. Happy happened in the '60s with less stringent rules regarding student athletes. But hey, that that's my little tangent for you there. I forgot about that. So my grandfather, like I said, my grandfather told me, you you got what you got just came in. There would be cash in their uh, in their um, in their mailboxes. So you know, Casey. Keep going on basketball. I know, what, were you, what were you harping on with uh, Nick Ward getting into shape and whatnot? Uh, well, he's only been able to play four or five minutes a game before he needs the oxygen tank. Um, other than that, I, Cassius Winston has really turned it on. He's become such a great passer. Um, after the game on Tuesday, um, the ESPN broadcaster who called the game was telling Tom Izzo that he got a text from Keith Appling um, after the court decision, and Keith Appling basically said that Cassius Winston is going to be a greater team leader than he was. Oh, that's interesting. And that's that's a very high accomplishment, very. knowing what he did um, in his time at Michigan State. And when when Cassius was asked about it at the press conference um, or in the locker room after the game, he kind of just smiled and like bowed his head a little bit and said it, it was such a great honor. Like. Well, yeah, Cassius is quite the uh, the humble guy. He really is. He's such a fun guy to talk to. He's so fluent in everything that he says. He has an answer for everything right off the bat. He doesn't have to let anything boil for a little bit. Right. Um, and, the, and the thing with Cassius now is he's looking more confident by the game. Oh, yeah. And he looks to be more in control like he was in high school. And he's he has got everything by his fingertips, I think. And I was talking with Matt Larson, the SID, and he said it wouldn't surprise him that Cassius Winston finished his time here as the all-time leading assist I can see personality that. here. Um, I mean, he, what, what he's been able to do so far is pretty good. Um, and they've really learned to play without miles bridges, which I think is a good thing. Um, and I've said it before, if miles bridges is going to miss any time this year, now is the perfect stretch for it. Um, you're just getting off the gauntlet and you, you learned how to play with him. You, you were still trying to find an identity for yourself, but now that you don't have him, that forces you to be experimental. Um, it forces guys like Kyle Irons into the game who, wasn't really expecting to get a starting job, but uh, Izzo said in, after practice yesterday that he's earned this spot, and he really has. Um, learning to adapt to play the four position and kind of improve both aspects of the game, getting in the mix a little bit on offense. Um, and so against a struggling Tennessee Tech team, 
I, I expect a little bit of the same thing. Um, the the thing is with this team, uh, as I was kind of said it before, uh, got to stay tough, got to stay gritty. You can't put your foot off the gas. And so that if it's going to be a close game, it's going to be for that reason and that reason alone is that they don't put the foot off the gas um, or that they do put the foot off the gas, rather. Um, other than that, I, I mean, basketball is kind of a tricky thing because I feel like there's – I mean, there are a lot more games in college basketball. So we're, we're talking about game situations a lot more often than we were with, like, the football team in right. the fall. Uh, so I almost feel like you're beating a dead horse to the sense because you're following this narrative so much, at least I am. Um, and so it's just a weird thing to transition to because I've never really followed a team this closely um, like I have, going to press conferences, um, going to practices, basically doing everything um, aside from eating and sleeping and hanging out with the team. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I, I think Saturday is a very winnable game for the Spartans. Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't, then it's, it's still not time to worry. <laughs> um, maybe a little bit. It's a little bit of a flag, but uh, nothing, nothing too serious. Yeah, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the bowl discussion, who's going to win the national title, and what does the future look like for MSU football. It's a marshmallow world in the winter. When the snow Welcome comes back to the show. I'm Stephen Oshansky alongside Casey Harrison. And Casey, you know, they call it the most wonderful time of the year you know, holiday season. and But holiday season just isn't the same without, without bowl games. Without talking football. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, but, you know, it, it won't be the most wonderful time of the year for MSU football. Oh, no. Because uh, there's no bowl game around well, here. So what do we got to talk about? Really, uh, what, 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 what can we talk about now? Michigan State hasn't been to a bowl game. It's the first time in nine years. And I know teams like Middle Tennessee State got a bowl game, yep. which is just another L to Middle Tennessee State that MSU just keeps taking. Um, Casey, you look at this bowl lineup. What game intrigues you the most outside of outside of the college football playoff? Right now, I would say most of my attention would either be on the Cotton Bowl I'm interested in the Rose Bowl, but not as much as I am with other games. Um, I'm taking a look here. Uh, I I like the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl because Louisville, we'll get into it later how I think about Lamar Jackson, but I think he kind of dropped the ball a little bit his last two games. I think the Heisman was really in the palm of his hands, and he he had trouble with the snap um, starting with Houston and then again on the last game of the year against Kentucky. And then uh, another game I'm looking at is the Orange Bowl. Uh, that's with Michigan and Florida State. I don't know if Michigan wins that game because I think on paper they're clearly the better team. But, I mean, you've seen it for two straight weeks. They weren't able to do anything on the road. And exactly. if that's able to continue because the Orange Bowl is basically in the backyard of Florida State. Right. I One, one that I look at, when I look at that matchup, I look at Michigan's defense, obviously good. And a lot of their seniors is their last game. And, it, it, you know, when you say, like, they're not playing for anything, I think a lot of seniors are playing for, hey, let's get a bowl win. Yeah, they're playing um, for themselves. Hey, exactly. You want to go out with a win. You never want to leave the program with a loss. Yeah, they're going to leave loss. it all on the field. You never want to leave the program with a loss. And, you know, I, I look at that, and I'm, I'm intrigued by 
you know, is is Michigan as good as people think? Because all of their non-conference games, what, Colorado was the toughest? And so for them to take on a Florida State team who's consistently good and is one of the better teams in the ACC, usually year in and year out, I want to see how they can stack up. And can they stack up down south, you know? Well, yeah. If you're like John here in our office and you root for Michigan, um, (laughs) this is a real test. I mean, if Michigan doesn't win this game, I mean, you have to give some flag to Jim Harbaugh. When like they, he, can't, if they lost he can't go with a free hall pass here. Four, exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, you come into this. Oh, you, you already know how it gets spun. Yeah. Harbaugh, they, they were all upset about how they didn't get into the college football playoff. They were all upset, and then they couldn't play. They I mean, got I'll, into their heads. A yeah, three-loss Michigan team that goes 10-3, and three, I mean, that's progress backwards from last year. Pretty much, in a sense. Um, I mean, look, Michigan, great team. I would, I, I'm obvious. I would pick them to win. Yeah, I, I would pick Michigan to win too. And I, I'm going to watch. It's going to be intriguing. I think one other game that intrigues me as well is Oklahoma State, Colorado. Yeah. And the Alamo Bowl. I remember. I don't know why the Alamo Bowl. I always think of the Alamo Bowl when I think of bowl season. Mm-hmm. I was just always there in the back of my head. But you well, know, I think you know of, if uh, Oklahoma State beats Colorado, that means CMU by the transitive property oh, should be in the top oh, ten. Oh boy, <laughs> God. I hate Central Michigan so much some days. Uh, some days? Every day. Anyway. <laughs> the, you know what's got to suck is playing bowl games a day at, like, January 2nd. Oh, God. I mean, like, you got the Outback Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, the Rose Bowl, all state, and the Sugar Bowl. I, all on January 2nd. Like, who wants to play January 2nd? I, you, I, I hate bowl games that are you way You know what after. I want to do January 2nd? I want to go to the gym and work on my New Year's resolutions. <laughs> right. Like, I, I, mean, I, I mean, I get why they don't have them on. Um, especially a game at like 1 p.m., like Florida versus It's weird Iowa. that they're not on January 1st. But. Like when I think of bowl games, I don't want to watch a bowl game during the day. I want to watch a bowl game at night. Right. <laughs> that was Travis. Uh, yeah, just popping us that in. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so let's get back to Michigan State a little bit. Malik McDowell will not return for his senior season. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally agree with the decision because it's it's football. I mean, you it's when it gets down to it, it's a business, and you got to do what's right for you. And another year playing college football, you don't know if you're ever going to sustain an injury. And I mean. I, he could very easily see his last snap of football and not get paid a dime for it. So it, it, it's good for him. He's building his brand, and I'm not going to ridicule for no. him for it. Whenever and, you have a chance to go out and get money, especially yeah. at um, at this age, especially, you know. Especially, I mean, saying that you're a professional football player making lucrative amount of money, he's going to be a first-round draft pick. And he's, he's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, I, like, look, he was masked at times this year where it seemed like, hey, the luster, the magic of – of Malik McDowell has gone a little bit, and that, that happens when you lose guys on on that defensive line, like Lawrence Thomas and um, Shalee Calhoun. When you lose those guys, obviously, um, you, you you lose those guys, and obviously it becomes all on you. So I, obviously, I mean, he took like now he didn't take really a step back. I don't think in in terms of his athleticism or his uh, his skill at all. But you know, take I, a step back in stats. But that also changes when you get double and triple teamed every every right. Snap. That's what I mean. Because because the guys that were because he wasn't the guy everybody keyed on last year, Shalik and Lawrence Thomas. But and so obviously when you take on extra pressure, but he was still he was still manhandling guys here and there, even if he wasn't making the tackle. Yeah, and yeah, like and I, I can't blame him for I can't blame him for going out and getting like look like let's let's put it to you this way: if um, somehow there's a, a newspaper draft and you are going to be a top ten draft pick. 
for whatever. Let's say, you know, New York Times has had a bad year, so they're drafted number nine or something, and you were on their radar, and you're in, co- and you could leave college, and they'll pay you a good salary. I'm taking be, that. Do you think I'm sticking I'm, around? I'm taking exactly. a secure future. So think about it that way. I would, I would take it that way. You can always finish your degree at some other point. Oh, yeah. And, but if you're going to get a job in the field that, that is going to pay you a lot of money, I can't. I cannot blame. Um, I cannot blame Malik McDowell for wanting to leave, or in, in especially you know the way this season went. It's not like they were. Um, it's not like they were a win short of winning a Big Ten title. You know, I, hey, you, you don't want to put up with. Uh, you come off. There's a bad taste in your mouth. There's nothing that really wants to bring you back, other than a chance to see the program go back. But now you, you've laid a groundwork, a foundation for the younger guys, and they they they'll step up in his place. And I, I can't blame him for wanting to go make the, that kind of money at all. And one more thing, I mean, just the people that were saying that, you know, he, he was only going to go if he was a top three draft well, pick. I mean, that's what he told us. Yeah, well, I mean, let's, let's put ourselves in his shoes. If you have the chance to make $3 million a year instead of $10 million mm-hmm. a year, you're still going to want to take the $3 million a year right. instead of the nothing that you get here at Michigan State. Right, exactly. Like, He's struggled through three years. Of, he's going to uh, put in the work. He's going to end up getting a bigger payday somewhere down the road. Right. Exactly. As long as he doesn't stay in the trouble. Speaking of trouble, I mean, if you're an MSU football player, don't take a cab. It's been <laughs> the less the lesson oh, of the week. No. Um oh. that's uh, yeah, that's not a good reputation. Um uh, that, I mean, that's a that's that, a sad way to go out for a guy who is a struggling year, I yeah. think. Um yeah, Demetrius Cox had, I you're talking to him at, at practices and things like that. He was great, he was a polite courteous guy and um, you hate to see things like that happen. Um, I, and you, you just kind of it, having like, you know, getting to know them in a sense where, I mean, I, I guess I don't know them the way that other people know them, but you, you get to see them in a light where they're, they're open and honest with you and they like, you know, they talk and, but it, you, you hate to see it when it happens to uh, people, people like that. You, I mean, you hate to see it with any athlete that, and things like that, because it, it reflects bad on the program, and it just added to a year that was already dismal. You know, you, you get to see Demetrius Cox. You know, it, you allegedly punched a, you know a cab driver and broke the cab driver's nose. I mean, it's it's kind of a um, it's a sad story, and it, you know I, I haven't gotten too much detail in it, so I can't really go into it further. But you know, you wish you wish him the best, and that he can overcome those kind of things. And you know, it's a sad it's a sad. It's sad that things have to go down that way, or you have to leave your career at Michigan State having not played in your home state because of an assault case like that. But, you know, some other questions Michigan State football has, and I think is, is you saw this week with Mark Stanton, who interviewed for the Northern Michigan job, and you look at, you look at it as Michigan State, are they going to make any sort of coaching changes? Well, he interviewed for the job, and then he seemed to be a finalist for the job. And then all of a sudden, a couple of days ago, he decided to withdraw and stay at Michigan State. So obviously, I don't know whether Mark D'Antonio was able to woo him back in terms of, hey, they got him more money. I guess that would, all that stuff will come out, you know, hey, come out within, you know, so many months or things like that. And then you wonder, did he, does it, is it money that brings him back? Is it, hey, Coach D decided, hey, let's, uh, let's bring him back here. Here's what we sold him on, on things like that. And Michigan State football, I don't know if there'd be any really big coaching change. Obviously, I mean, Northern Michigan's what was like a D2 job. So it's not like, it's not like any of these coaches are going out, any of these assistants are going off to, 
Texas or Texas A&M or anything like that. So I think a lot of Michigan State football you know, coaches will be sticking around because obviously when you when you go three and nine, nobody's uh nobody's attracted to you. No one's uh, knocking on your door to have you come coach their football program. So I think. Um, and as more as it looks in terms of coaching change, it looks like PJ Fleck is going to stay at Western. So it's not like um, any, any Western was knocking on Michigan State's door asking for uh, you know one of the one of the assistant coaches. Currently, wasn't asking for Jim Bowman, and they weren't asking for um, you know their, their Harlan Barnett. They weren't asking for any of them. So obviously, Michigan State football probably keeping their coaching change or keeping their coaches in house. I don't. I can't really anticipate too many changes. Yeah, and you know what? It might have been just a down year. Um, I, I think it's going to speak volumes with the university and all of the donors and everybody that's involved with the football program. If they have another four-win, five-win season, um, I think that seat begins to get a little bit hotter. Um, I think there's some pressure to make some changes if there aren't any drastic improvements next season. Um, because I, I, I feel like, Mark D'Antonio has definitely built up the equity to have patience um, with the university and with the athletic department. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's definitely not on the hot seat now by any stretch of the right. imagination. Um, but there is pressure. There is a sense to get back to not necessarily Big Ten championship form because that's still mm, that's still the goal. It, it's still the goal, but it's a work in progress. I, I don't expect them to compete for Big Ten title next year. Hmm. Um, because they're still going to be a very young team, mostly sophomores and juniors. I think anything worse than third, and you got to start asking questions. Yes. Um, so there are still expectations going into the season. Um, I, I just, I'm, I'm afraid that they're content right now, hmm. um, and that if they end up getting content, because it's always hard saying goodbye to your buddy, um, and it, it seems like. Mark D'Antonio was friends with all of these coaches, mm-hmm. and it, it it really does suck. Like putting business aside from when work actually has to be done and making a business decision, mm-hmm. and uh, if the university was willing to shill out, you know, almost a million dollars for a, a, a nice and shiny offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. then I think that's what needs to be done. Um, but I. I, I'm willing to be patient and stay the course and see how well they rebound after this 3-9 season. But if they don't, if they only come out with four, five, even six wins, I'm expecting seven, eight, nine wins. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And if they don't, then that really arises some major questions. Exactly. And when we come back, we'll, we'll give you the bull picks and our Heisman picks for the year. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, Welcome back, everybody. Stephen Oshansky here with the State News Sports Podcast. And, yep, time for the picks. One last pick segment for the year, unless we uh, come back next week somehow. We're journalists. We probably don't really have finals. So, uh, wow. <laughs> anyway, Casey, let's get into this one. This one. Coming down on Thursday, December 29th, Oklahoma State taking on Colorado. That is the Alamo Bowl. Oklahoma State 9-3, Colorado 10-3. It's a 9 p.m. kickoff. Casey, who you got? Um, I've got Colorado in this one. Uh, I don't really think Oklahoma State is an incredible football team. I think Colorado is a good team, but um, 
I mean, there's really not much more to say. Give me the Buffaloes. Uh, of course you do. I'm going to pick Oklahoma State in this one. Give me the upset over Colorado. Uh, number 18, Stanford. This one, December 30th. They're taking on North Carolina in the Hyundai Sun Bowl. 9-3, and three, Stanford. 8-4, Colorado. It's a 2 p.m. kickoff on CBS. Casey, who you got? I got Stanford in this one. Uh, wow. Thank you for the analysis. Christian McCaffrey not returning next year. He'll have a big game. Give me Stanford. Nebraska taking on Tennessee. This one also on the same day. 9-3, Nebraska, and 8-4, Tennessee. It's the Franklin All-American Mortgage Music City Music City Bowl. This one at 3-30. Casey, who you got? I'm a fan of the Big Ten, so I'm going to pick Nebraska. No, of course you would, buddy. There we go. Nebraska... I'm not picking Nebraska. Give me Tennessee. Michigan taking on Florida State. Michigan number six. They're attended to nine and Florida State nine to three. They're ranked eleventh in the country. This is the Capital One Orange Bowl. A lot of Wolverine tears. Casey, who you got? Sorry, Knowles. I'm going to pick the safe route. The best team on paper. I'm going with the Wolverines. Uh, I will also pick the Butt Boys out of Ann Arbor. Give me Michigan. December 31st, we got LSU, number 20 in the country. And Louisville, number 13. Louis, or, or LSU, 74 on the year. Louisville, 9-3. and three. This is the Buffalo Wild Wings, where we went last night. Buffalo Wild Wings Citrus Bowl. God, such an ugly name. Casey, this is 11 a.m. kickoff. Who you got? Well, through the first 11 games of the season, or through the first 10 games of the season, uh, Louisville had the Heisman winner, but they're still going to win this game. Uh, Just because they don't have the Heisman winner doesn't mean that they're not going to win this game. Uh, Remember when I looked you in the eyes and said... uh Deshaun Watson would beat Lamar Jackson for the Heisman. Yeah, that's going to happen. So um, I think Lamar Jackson has a bad game again. Give me LSU uh, over Louisville in this one. Shout out to Isaac. I'm sure uh, he'll want to hear about me picking his uh, little Tigers in this one. Uh, And then we'll go, uh, before we get to the college football playoff, we'll take it to January 2nd. Such an ugly day to have football games. Florida, number 17, taking on Iowa in the Outback Bowl. Both teams 8-4. Casey, who you got? Uh, I, I saw Big Iowa Ten round. Okay, last no. year. I'm taking Iowa. Oh, wow. Um, uh, I'm going to take Florida in this one. Give me the Gators to chomp down on Iowa. Um, good year Cotton Bowl Classic, where Michigan State was two years in a row. Uh, everybody's favorite, number 15, Western Michigan, taking on number 8, Wisconsin. Western Michigan undefeated at 13-0, Wisconsin 10-3. This is a 1 p.m. kickoff on ESPN. Casey, who you got? If you're taking Western Michigan in this one, I think you should check into a psych ward. Ooh, wow. Um, I'm, I got the Badgers in this one. They're mad about uh, losing that game that was in their hands against Penn State. <laughs> I'm talking about the Big Ten Championship game. <laughs> you okay, buddy? Um, I'm choking up a, a little bit. I'm getting so emotional. Um, <laughs> give me the Badgers in this one. You know what? I'm going to go with the upset pick because I don't like you. Give me Western Michigan <laughs> over Wisconsin in this one. I think by a field goal, P.J. Flag continues the magic. They go 14-0. and uh, USC taking on Penn State, USC number 9, Penn State number 5. This is the Rose Bowl game presented by Northwestern Mutual. Had to throw that in there because, you know, corporate sponsors. Just kidding. We're going to call this the Rose Bowl. Uh, this one, a 5 p.m. kickoff, USC 9-3, Penn State 11-2. Casey? Well, in the Northwestern Mutual Bowl... Uh, oh, stop that. USC... You, you give respect to the Rose Bowl. You do not call it, it that. It is the Rose Bowl. Okay, let's get that clear um, first and foremost. <laughs> USC is a different team. Um, than they were when they had their three losses. Mm. They're one of the best teams in the country right now, and I'm going to continue with the hot hand, especially because it's basically in their backyard in Pasadena. Um, I, I like the Trojans in this one. Uh, all you need to know is that I hate Penn State. So and give me USC. Steven also likes Trojans. <laughs> oh, my. oh, you can't say that on this hair. You cannot say that. Oh, my God. What the hell, Casey? You can't say that. Oh, excuse Casey on that one. Give me USC uh, over Penn State. 
I can't believe you. Oh, I have no this, shame. We've lost so much cabin pressure. I, have I can't no shame. believe you. Yeah, you have no shame. That's right. Uh, Allstate Sugar Bowl, Auburn. Take, I hate you so much. Auburn, 14, taking on Oklahoma. They're number seven. Auburn, 8 and 4. Oklahoma, 10 and 2 is an 8.30 kickoff. In the Sugar Bowl, Casey, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with the Sooners in this one. I like the All-State Bowl a lot. <laughs> um, it, I, I love corporate sponsors. Give me free stuff. <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, so I'm going to take the Sooners in this one. Um, I'm not going to have any disparaging comments, so give me, uh, give me Oklahoma over Auburn in this one. Back to the college football playoff now, where Michigan State, not in it again. Uh, <laughs> I'm again. just kidding. Not, not in they're, it for They're bad one this for year. three. They're bad one for three. Um, yeah, that's it. 30% average is pretty good. Um, look, we'll go with the Peach Bowl first. The Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Uh, Number four, Washington, taking on number one, Alabama. Washington, 12-1. Your Pac-12 champions taking on Alabama, 13-0, SEC champions. <laughs> just, we should just award them the SEC every year. Um, Casey, when you look at this, who you got? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my comment about the psych ward, and I'm going to apply it to this one, because if you think Washington is coming away with a victory against Alabama, then you might have schizophrenia. Uh, wow. you, you definitely need some help. Wow. Uh, roll Tide in this one. I got the Saban. Saban already wishing he was on the beach currently. It's already taken away from his recruiting process for next year. Give me Roll Tide all over. I'm going to say, just like Casey said, give me the Sabans <laughs> for Washington in this one. Everybody's favorite game and probably the most debated matchup, Ohio State number three, taking on Clemson, number two, Ohio State, 11-1, didn't win anything, and Clemson, 12-1, won the ACC. Casey, who you got? This one, oh, the, uh, let me, I forgot about this. This is the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Casey, go ahead. I'm I'm really torn in this game. I like Dabo Sweeney. I like what he he's done with Clemson, but on the other hand, uh, I you can never go wrong with Uncle Urban, and I think that's going to fall true. I'm going to go Ohio State in this one. I once said Clemson was going to win the national title game. Uh, someone checked me into the hospital. Give me Ohio State uh, in this one, uh, all over Clemson. That would leave us with what, Casey? Who's going to win the national title? Who you got? Well, you got the first ever winner of the college football playoff with the second winner of the college football playoff squaring off in this one. Um, I'm going to go with Ohio State oh, Wow! to wow. win nothing. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Alabama is the best team in the country. Um, they, they could probably beat some arena football teams. <laughs> they could probably <laughs> could win probably the, beat the Browns. They, they could probably beat the, Cana- uh, the Canadian Football League. <laughs> they probably can't. Um, so I've got the Sabins winning it all. Um, yeah. Uh, they better start. I'm sure they already have the statue planned, but just put up multiple statues. Put one for every national title that Alabama's going to win under Saban. Um, give me um, good old Nick Saban all over Uncle Urban in this one. Um, however, I would watch for a closer game. It is Urban Meyer after all, but I think Alabama, like I said, they play instinctive football and they've got a lot of senior, or they got a much more senior laden team. Give me Alabama in this one, and that'll do it for the picks. Casey, we made it through 28 shows, buddy. 28 shows at the semester break. Who'd have thunk? I don't know why they let us talk. I don't know who approved this idea, especially with your comments these days. <laughs> I, 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 I regret nothing. I know you don't. Anyway, thank you, everybody, for all of you who celebrate uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, any sort of holiday at this time of the year. We all wish you a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, and a Happy Holidays from the State News, from Casey and I. We'll catch you after the break. Casey, any final thoughts? Yes. Um, if you're a student listening to these, um, I, I really hope that you do well on your exams. Um, best of wishes to you 
towards the end of the semester, and we, if we decide to do a special edition uh, season finale next week, then we would like to wish you a very happy holiday break, and um, we'll see you in the spring, fresh with season two. Season, and Santa Claus is coming.